Welcome back to part two of my conversation with Melinda Dennison. I'm Danielle West. Welcome to Intentional Marriages Podcast, where we share vulnerable insights about marriage. So is there a couple out there who has inspired you? May come as a huge surprise, yeah. You know, Russ and Danielle. <laughs> Obviously, I wrote y'all down because I think from the first time I met you guys, I was just so impressed by the friendship you guys had. And I think early on in the conversation, too, when we met as a couple at dinner, I think the counseling thing came up mm-hmm. about how y'all go to counseling. And I was just so impressed by how much effort and work y'all put into your marriage to make it as beautiful as it is. So I was really impressed by that. And of course, by knowing y'all through these four years now, I love, I love you guys. The other couple that came to mind was um, one of my dad's actually is a college friend. He and his wife have a, a great marriage. And my mom used to always say, oh, I just love the way she looks at her husband and treats him. And um, it's cute how they adore each other. And I noticed that when I started getting around them as well. And they... They had that friendship that I wanted to. It wasn't just like, it was just different. Mm-hmm. They, you could just tell they loved being in each other's presence. Mm-hmm. They were a couple that inspired me that we still keep in touch with too for that reason. So. Well, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> of course. You've been very intentional yourself, both both in your marriage and you individually. Mm-hmm. So a lot of respect and love for you, for you both. Are you becoming the wife you'd hope you'd be? Why or why not? I thought about this for a while because my answer really is yes and no. Mm-hmm. And I would say yes because Jeremy and I have been through a lot, um, especially these last four years. And I'm, I'm really, really pleased with the parts that, um, the hardships that we've come out stronger. And I'm really happy with that because I was fearful that I would just be one of those wives that would be, oh, I can't take this anymore and just broken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm I'm really pleased with how strong both of us, he and I have come out. But as his wife, to be able to understand, to be able to um, to be emotionally sound and stable for him. Um, so I would say yes, I'm really really happy about that. And then the no would be. Back to that fear and anxiety thing where this year it's been more and not so much. And I think just because of circumstances and um, I've just had a lot more fear and anxiety than I ever had before. Just about the future or is this going to work? And um, and the pressures of flipping houses while living in them. There's just a lot at one time. And so I would say that part, I feel a little bit, there's that guilt there. Like, oh, I need to do better. But um, overall, and it's all credited to to you, to people who have just really invested in me to say, you know, you know, given me more to work with, more wisdom to be that wife that I want to be for Jeremy. So, and you've done two significant things. One, you not only moved, 
you sold your other house, and you moved into a home that you had to renovate. I called it rehabbing earlier because <laughs> it feels like rehab. It really but, is. <laughs> it but, really is. But to, to renovate, and after just walking through your house just now, I mean, to renovate a place, I, I can't imagine the stress and anxiety you've been under with that. And in addition to, I know how much courage it's taking you to put your art out there. Mm-hmm. And so for you to do both those things this year, I can see why you've probably been living at a little bit of higher on the scale of anxiety than that's the thing, because there's been some years of our marriage where everything like in months, it was just fun. Like it was perfect. And I say that and that, you know, the washing machine didn't break and you know, like everything this week, it's just, it's been appliance, you know, breakdown this week for some reason, but everything just went perfectly and his job was great and we traveled together and there was just really no, struggle right outside struggle and and so you don't really get tested <laughs> right so you don't know how you'll act in certain in certain you know ways and so yeah the the pressure has really been on this past year and um it's just been a lot so but I, I want to come out stronger and I want Jeremy to be able to say oh I'm so glad that you're that way and I can look back and you're the best wife I could have possibly had. That's my end goal. I don't want to be bitter and dragging my feet through this. You know, I want to right. find the joy in this. So Right. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I recall you saying that when you were trying to sell your last house and you had probably one <laughs> of the worst selling experiences worst. slash closings I've ever heard oh my in goodness. my life. And I remember you saying okay, this was awful, unbelievable, but it made you stronger and more aware of, you know, life can hit you hard, but you can survive. Exactly. And I had never before that, and there's a lot of details between our last house, even moving down here. (laughs) That's a story in itself as well. I mean, that was just crazy. Everything that possibly could have gone wrong went wrong. Mm. And yeah, and that apartment and then the house in between this one and just trying to do all this to be financially wise, mm-hmm. the counsel that was given to us. I'm like, is this really worth it? And, but I can come out, even being in the middle of it still, I'm so grateful for it because I had no idea how strong I was. Right, right. <laughs> and I say that with a lot of humility because mm. if you had asked me, and give me the scenario before I'm like, oh no way, <laughs> I'm not doing that, or I'm not taking that financial risk, or right. no, you know, there's no way. But going through it and having those sleepless nights, those moments of tears, mm-hmm. having it as a couple, mm-hmm. you do come out stronger mm-hmm. and with a lot of wisdom, right? <laughs> and experience. You're, you're not near as naive. I'm not near as naive. Mm-hmm. No, no. Yeah. So. The- it's worth it. They, they really, those situations wake you up. They do. They really do. So in your perception, are there any rooms of Jeremy's life that you feel are off limits to you? Mm. There is actually, um, as open and as close as we are, there's been several times in, in our married years that I call it his man cave. <laughs> I don't know if that's a common Oh, I, I, yeah, I think, I think the women on here okay. are like, oh yeah, we it's know. And it's just when it all comes closing in on him and it's just life and things just aren't going as planned and, you know, whatever aspect it is with family or finances or job wise. And there's that part I can't, 
I can't fix it. And I know you can relate to this because you're a fixer too. I'm, yes. I can't tolerate anything not being fixed. Right. And I think before the first time that happened, I was like, oh no, like, okay, the burn's on me. Like, what do I do to get him out of this? Right. And I learned like absolutely nothing. It's just to speak softly with him and to pray for him. That's all we can do, mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. with with our our relationship. And um, so there is that time where it's just him, and that that's not limits to me. Mm-hmm. I can't fix it. <laughs> and I, like you said, I tried. I've tried to, but I've learned very quickly that situations get fixed, people don't get yes. fixed. And it's a great way to word it. And and. Poor Russ. Gosh, there's so many times I, I still, even though I know better, I still try to approach him like I've got to fix it. Because you have all the answers, right? Um, yes, yes. And he's just like, stop. And I'm yes. like, but. Yes. So we're the outside and we can look in and we can fix this. And yeah. it doesn't mean like it's something that he needs to do. Um, and yeah. So. Yeah. From one That's fixer to another. From one fixer to another. <laughs> you know the pain. <laughs> Uh, what do you see in the character of Christ that you most wish were in you as well? That was a deep question for me because it's hard to understand as a human, you know, Christ being as a human yet God and having the same, same temptations, the same daily, daily things that we go through even harder on his end than, than I would say in my life. But I think for me, um, his ability to be so in tune with the Father mm-hmm. and to have the Holy Spirit and to have that um, in every scenario and every time that he walked into a room, whether it was a crowd or one person, he knew exactly what to say, whether it was truth, mm-hmm. you know, mercy or truth. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And, and it's something that I wish I could be that I want to grow in the Holy Spirit, just having that power to say, you need to say that to this person. Mm-hmm. And that beautiful moment when they brought the woman in front of them, the adulterous woman, and he knew at that moment she needed mercy. Mm-hmm. And then there was that moment with the Pharisees that they needed the truth spoken to them. Mm-hmm. The times that there was the crowd that didn't believe. Um, I love that story when he goes to, to heal the man's daughter. And they're like, she's already dead. And they're basically mocking him. Like, mm-hmm. And he sends them out of the room and he, does, he doesn't allow them to see the miracle of bringing her back to life. And I was like, man, it, it would be so powerful if he just did it and they saw it. And I was like, right, what? right, right, right. <laughs> but he knew, he was so, so in tune with the father. He knew exactly what needed to be done every moment. And that's what I wish I was most like Christ mm-hmm. in that, that mercy and truth. That is so beautiful. And it requires us to become this empty vessel. It does. That we're filled with him so that our words and our actions reflect him. Exactly. Coming from from him instead of our flesh. Yeah. And so it's a dying of self process daily, right? It really is. So I love that. I love mm-hmm. that. Thank you. And that's I love that question. It's <laughs> it's just in, encouraging and such a great reminder. How would you describe the word love? That's a pretty um, big question. It is because that changes when you get married because you truly understand it's a completely different relationship than you ever really had. And um, but I would say with love is unconditional, and I'm basing this off of what I see in Christ mm-hmm. and what's recorded. And unconditional, it's sacrificial, 
it's giving a hundred percent without any expectations, without anything in return. Mm. I think that's what love is. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Thank you. Would you say that you love each other more now than earlier in your marriage? I laughed at this question at first because um, I, Jeremy and I were just having a conversation about that. And I was like, how can you love someone more? I was like, how does that even work? Because you're infatuated, like you love, that's why you get married. <laughs> and but I understand where that question's coming from because like, I loved Jeremy when we got married. I just wanted to be with him. I didn't care where we were we had dated long distance and it was just that eagerness just to be with him and because I knew I loved him but I think as the years have gone by we've gone through those hard times together we've gone through the good times together and I can say I love him more now because I know him better mm -hmm. if that makes sense I know him more so I, there's there's more to love right 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 <laughs> so yes and no to that question like I loved him but it's even more now. I think it's stronger because we're closer. And I guess it's really a reflection of our, our relationship with Christ, too. The more you know him, right. the, more you love, the more you want to do more for him, to please him. So, And you've done more life together. Done more life, yes. Yeah. 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 Do you see him growing more godly as the years go on? And if so, how are you measuring that? I do. Um it's it's been fun to see that too because and again that comes from just surrounding yourself with wise mentors and counseling and spending that time with God and he's so good about that and I see him especially in one area where Jeremy's um a very black white person and he likes he's very uh, outspoken when it comes to um, justice and injustice mm. <laughs> and when he feels like something wrong has happened, he's going to speak up, whether it's in a room of one or 5,000. And um, that's the biggest difference between us. <laughs> but I won't rock the boat. <laughs> and, uh, so, and I love that about him. He's a very strong leader. So, But it's in a balance, right? right. Where to know when to speak and when not to and, and ways to do that. And I've seen that growth in him. And I've seen it. It's going back to, to the way Christ was, too, of, knowing what to say and when to say it to who. And, um, I've really seen that in him over the years. And mm -hmm. he's growing more Christ-like, especially in that area. Mm -hmm. so, and, and, but he's such a protective, very protective papa bear. Very much so. Right? Very much so. It's going to yeah. be fun to see him as a dad, um, if God blesses us with children. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, can't, I can't wait till you guys are parents. <laughs> what worries you most about life? I think not doing enough with my personality. I'm always, it's almost like a pressure on me that I have to do more. Mm. I have to make sure I use every talent I have to its fullest and accomplish. Um, I'm just a very goal-oriented person. Mm. And I don't want to be disappointed at the end of my life and think, oh, I wasted this time. And Or you know, even right now, we don't have children. So like when I have children, I'm like, Oh, I wasted those years where I could have done this and this and this. And, and so it, it's a balance too right. of living in the here and now, but also just making sure I use my time wisely. Mm -hmm. And even so far as one day standing before the Lord and just being able to 
be proud of what I've done for him and to be able to offer him. Yeah, that that, that phrase, well done. A good and faithful servant. Yes, yes. <laughs> I definitely want to hear that. Yes. So, yeah, I think that's one of my greatest worries was just doing enough to get in the name of the Lord. So. And I love seeing you put it all in, in, in motion. Mm-hmm. So, bravo. Thank you. <laughs> Has your husband helped you become more mature spiritually? And in what ways? Mm, I can say a big yes to this. Jeremy, I think one of the, the biggest things for me is when we first got married that was changed in my life spiritually for the better was um, he had no expectations of me whatsoever. And that was completely foreign to me because I went in thinking, well, you you know, you have to do this and this and this and this, and I have to do this and this. Like, that's what's going to make this work. But for him, it was just, it was all on him. And he was just going to treat me like a queen. Mm-hmm. And that made the biggest impression on me. And I thought that was so Christ-like because Christ loves and we keep failing and yet he keeps loving us the same. Right. And um, so there were times I was really hard on myself and I expected Jeremy to say something, to point it out or to say something about it, how I was a failure that day, <laughs> whether it was in my attitude or something I didn't accomplish that I needed to. And But he never, it's like never. It's just uh, even to the point where like, oh, I'm so sorry I didn't do the dishes today. I know. I was home all day and you weren't, and it's a mess. But he's like, that's not your responsibility. And I'm like, I'll, I'll do it today. It just made a huge impression on me. And in turn, it made me want to do that for him. Right. I try to think ahead, like, what would Jeremy like? Why did, you know. So that was one of the major things. And it was just very Christ-like. And two, this, this other major thing spiritually, the cold wall again, <laughs> putting that up when we had differences our arguments and I love that he was so quick to communicate about it and do it in such a loving way mm-hmm. and then doing it in a way where it was completely resolved. And like you said, we're both just happy afterwards. Like how is that even possible? And um, I didn't know how to do that. And he taught me and showed me mm-hmm. and he's just been very humble about that. So that's, that's I would say spiritually um, there's so many more ways as well but those are like the two major (laughs) no yeah those are good and and it sounds like i mean jeremy and russ i know how similar they are but i just through your stories i'm hearing more and more similarities because when we first got married i would just sit back and go okay russ is so kind yes and i felt like i was really mean and i thought (laughs) oh my word (laughs) he's too nice yeah and and jeremy's the same way yeah I, i just and it, it made quite the impression on me and mm-hmm. and showed me how selfish I was. Yes. Oh, and, that's the biggest thing. And even through disagreements, you expect them to have this ammo to fire back at you, like past things that I've done and never once. I can truthfully say mm. those seven years, never once. Mm. And I love that. It's always this clean slate and he doesn't harbor anything. So that was a huge, yeah, totally relate. Yeah. <laughs> very kind. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that we learned in, um, I believe it was intimate encounters when you have conflict, that one of the biggest things that needs to be created is safety. 
safety in the conversation. And if you can't have it at the time that you need to separate and wait till you're both calm and come back mm-hmm. and create that safety where you're not defensive, that you're ready to listen and to hear listen. out the yes. other person. And because yeah. without that safety, that other person's not going to open up, especially personalities like you and I. Right. Is we're just like turtles. Like the louder you scream, <laughs> the more the more we're going into that shell. Yeah. And you can knock on that shell. We're gonna stay in there. <laughs> so um, yes, yeah, safety is the biggest thing yes. I've learned. And and because Russ can be very quick to argue and fight, and that would shut me down. It was the safety that allowed me to come out of my shell mm-hmm. and participate in a hard conversation hard conversation yeah and timing as well like you mentioned timing is everything it is so yes and they say never to argue when you're hungry angry <laughs> lonely or tired which stands if you look at the acronym that's halt <laughs> oh i love that yeah halt are you hungry angry lonely or tired and and you know i do know that verse about you know do not let the sun go down on mm-hmm. your anger but something interesting that we've experienced is that sometimes we can't resolve it. It's midnight. He really? has to get up early. We go to bed. Yeah. And just just from the sheer simplicity of sleeping and our hormones from the anger all being reabsorbed. I mean, that's calming it down. Calms, yeah, you're calmed down. That we have a, such, a much better conversation in the morning than we would that night before. So right. we've kind of struggled with the what the scripture says and what we've experienced. I imagine though, it's not an anger. Like you at least have that common denominator where you, you still got to be worked out and you right. better do it in the morning than when you're both tired and all that. But imagine it's not like this. Right. Raging anger that right, <laughs> you right. wake up and it's going to be a lot worse because it festered. Right. So I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. And, and waiting for that time where it's going to be better. So yeah. Right. Or even if our blood sugar's low. Yeah. Oh, that's a major one for us. Do not talk to me. (laughs) For me, it's sleep. He knows that Mm -hmm. certain things can't be talked about. (laughs) I haven't gotten enough sleep. So yeah. Right. So, so good. So what is the biggest mistake you've made in marriage and why? I'd say not getting mentors sooner, not getting, um, and obviously we're seven years in and haven't done marital counseling and I still would love to. That's something I wish we had done earlier. Mm-hmm. Just um, even through these hard times we went to, I think it could have even been better and learned more had we had wise counsel poured into us instead of doing it on our own. Um, so that's something I wish we had done and still do. And then two, um, Jeremy, I think it was after a conversation with Russ, Russ had encouraged him to ask me my dreams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to write them down. And for some reason, that was just a huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. Jeremy was just very serious about it. And he had a pen and paper and was like, what are your dreams in life right now? And because you can talk, they, you know, oh, I'd like to do this. I'd like to do that. And one day maybe we can do that. But this was like, what are your dreams? And I didn't know until I really thought about it. I had like 12 things. Mm-hmm. And he wrote them down. And just to see him actively try to make those happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, even to the smallest dream, which was like do dance lessons together mm-hmm. to see him just try to do that. So hardly, it just meant a lot to me. 
Mm-hmm. And then I'll, I did that for him. Like, what are you doing? So I wish we had done that the first year of our marriage so that we could have been focused more on making one another successful in those major things that were us. And obviously dreams change, you know, through time, but it would just been um, more proactive on our part to see that the other one was being fulfilled in the talents that God's given us. Right. Instead of it just kind of falling by the wayside because you don't do anything about it and you don't focus on it. Right. So I wish we had done that our first year. Yeah. And I think Russ had gotten the idea from reading a business book. I think it was called Dream Manager. And and it was teaching a manager how to help his employees' dreams come true. Mm-hmm. And Russ turned that and said, okay, well, let me do this for my wife. And I remember um, this was one morning I'd gotten up and, and met him on the patio and was having breakfast. And we usually have this weekly check-in. And, and the weekly check-in is about our schedule, our hopes and dreams. Mm-hmm. And then what have I done wrong? What have I done to hurt you this week? Mm-hmm. And so I'm not a morning person. And so when he said, um, why don't you tell me what your dreams are? Like, I want to list them out. And I thought, are we doing the weekly check-in? Because I haven't <laughs> eaten yet. I, I'm not ready for this. And we need to wait and schedule that later in the day. But um, it was it was just listing the hopes and dreams. And, and I remember wow. him writing it down. And after he, you know, we went through like 10 of my dreams. He says, okay, let's put them in priority and, yeah. and, and let's rank them. And, and it was funny because one of the, um, I think it was the top one was for him to go to CrossFit with me <laughs> and it didn't, it was like hardly, I mean, it costs some money to do that, but nothing like, you know, building a house or getting a new car or whatever, you know, right, the other dreams right. have been listed, but it was to go to CrossFit together. And he's like, I knew that was going to be number one. And him being an athlete, he he's already spent his days doing squats in the gym. He was he's like, I do not need to go to CrossFit and do that. But he knew how important that was to me. So um, just the effort too that he put in, I'm sure this meant the world. Because I know Jeremy's not he's not a dancer either. It's not something he would do. A dancer, <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, a dancer. Yeah. But it was just fun having those lessons together and knowing that he was doing it for me. Right, he enjoyed it too. But he was just more of the effort. Yeah, they went behind it to make your dream. And it's a powerful exercise. You're like, wow, they really care and they really want to make our dreams come true, which in turn, you want to make that, you know, true for them. them. Mm -hmm. So very cool. And this one's a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. Are you suffering internally in any way? And if so, what is it? Yeah. um, The before me, (laughs) a few years ago, me would have been. No, it's great. You know, it's, mm. I think there's always this need, um, and it comes naturally to me. It's not something I force, but just to be positive mm-hmm. all the time and to feel like I'm being encouraging to everyone around me and I don't want to ever say anything negative. But I've found that through these hardships that I've been through these last few years of these job changes and moving and, and taking on these tasks we have that have been really, really difficult, I have found so much comfort in people that I've opened up to that said, oh yeah, I went through that same thing. Mm-hmm. Or, oh yeah, 20 years ago, my husband and I did that. And we, I mean, I almost lost my mind. I'm like, really? Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to be that too. I want to be open that, yeah, there has been sleepless nights 
suffering right now for me is I think I've you know spoken before of just anxiety of waking up at 3 a.m. I mean, there's hardly been a night where I haven't. And um, it's just like, are we doing the right thing? Right. You know, am I, if we sat down in front of someone right now and told them our life story of the last you know, few years, would they say we're crazy and <laughs> tell us to go be normal? And like, what would they say? And um, just having, thinking about things I wouldn't normally think about just from what's gone on and um it's been a lot of fear based thoughts and anxiety and it's so humbling for me to say that because I like to have everything in control and sure I'm normally very calm I can work through things and I don't get overly emotional one way or the other so it's easy for me to stay stable um but the truth is I am it's been very difficult mm-hmm just having my husband quit his job and started you know, this entrepreneurship and it's financially, it's just ripped out that security from under me, which mm-hmm. is a huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. And um, just learning to place my values on, you know what, we're going to do this as a team. I don't want to be, um, I don't want to be that wife that's not going to be committed or loyal to me through this. Mm-hmm. I, I'm. That's the number one thing I want to be for him to be married to a visionary and to be loyal. That's so important. And that's what I want. So suffering internally, like I am. Right. <laughs> it is so, I'm in the middle of it right now. Right. And I think once we come out of it, whether it's successful or not, failing forward is something we say a lot. It's going to fail forward. But I truly believe it will be successful and that God will ultimately just make it all come together and give us this, that desire because um, we know it's in tune with him. He's given us these talents. Mm-hmm. He, obviously, he wants us to use them. So, yeah, there's a lot of anxiety right now because I'm in the middle of it and we haven't come out on the other side yet. Right. So, right. check back with me then. And I <laughs> so, yeah, there is, there is, there is some suffering. So. But you could also fall into the norm. And do what everybody else is doing. And what I have so much, I'm so motivated by you because you guys are taking risk. That's so encouraging to hear. Yes. Because you feel like everyone's looking at you like, oh my gosh, they're so irresponsible. <laughs> like, what are they doing? Because, you know, the normal job, it's easy just to go to that, to be miserable because you're not feeling fulfilled that right. you're using your best ability, that you're doing this one thing when you should be totally doing another thing. Right. And to pursue that wholeheartedly, it is the hardest thing. Right. I mean, I almost roll my eyes now at those little quotes that pop up. And they're like, oh, you're truly amazing. <laughs> so just believe in yourself. I'm like, oh, my goodness, it's so much harder than that. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, it's very encouraging to hear that. Yeah. And working through this conflict, when you do come out on the other side Mm -hmm. of it and you sell this renovated house Mm -hmm. and Jeremy lands his dream producer job, you know, that if you had gotten that right out of the chute, you would have been like, oh, okay, this is easy, you know, but you guys Mm -hmm. are going through all the conflict and the struggle and there's going to be such a sense of satisfaction Exactly. Right. And, and so to me, you'll have, 
I, I just see there's a lot of pride in that. Mm-hmm. And from the outside looking in, there's a lot of respect mm-hmm. and that you're taking risk. Many people don't take risk. That's the thing you and Russ mm-hmm. have really helped us with that to understand um, the worst case scenario thing mm-hmm. of saying, okay, we're doing this. Well, what's the worst thing that can happen? And it's helped me through this. And I, I kind of turned that around. I'm like, well, what if you know we both work normal jobs and we live for the weekend? Well, what's worst case scenario with that? We're going to look back and say, wow, I wish we had just gone for it. I wish we had put our creativity into something that made us both really happy mm-hmm. and felt like you know something that God designed us to do. And um, so that's worst case scenario for me. I'm like, if we don't do this, then we're going to regret it. Mm-hmm. So it's. Um, I love it for you guys to be this young, taking such big risk. You know, you, the advantage you have is years. Right. Right. Some people wait till they have that comfortable nest egg. And then they're like, well, let me dabble in this. and Let me try mm-hmm. this and take a risk here where they have this safety net. Yeah. You guys don't have a safety net. <laughs> no, we do not. <laughs> so I just utmost respect. Thank you. Yeah. So call me on those days. You're like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> I don't know if we're going to be able to put tile in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let me lead that right into this other question. Are you hopeful about the future? Oh, yeah. That's what keeps me going. I'm grateful that too that God instilled um, a competitive spirit within me too because I I won't accept failure <laughs> like that's not an option for me I'm gonna make this work the fixer thing too I guess I'm not sure which one is is stronger but you have such a dichotomy of a personality <laughs> the sweet soft meek Melinda uh, combined with this com- you know yeah. fixer competitive we're gonna make it we're gonna win. I love it, it is. It is exactly that. It's um, it's part of being a, such an extreme introvert too. Is that you feel misunderstood when you're in a crowd because you are very quiet and you're not the one to speak out. But it's like, see me when I'm in action, and uh-huh. I'll make this work. <laughs> so I am grateful for that, and um, hope is what keeps me going because, like, the worst case scenario thing again. If we don't do this, if we don't pursue our passion don't pursue what God's instilled in us, then we're going to regret it. Mm. And um, great, great risk. And um, it's scary, but I'm very hopeful for the future in, in our marriage together too. Like I said, I don't want to go through this and get bitter and be like, Oh my goodness, this was so difficult. Why did, you know, why did we put this pressure on ourselves? I want to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm going to have those moments of tears those sleepless nights, but for the most part, have joy in it and our marriage has gotten so much stronger through these hardships and um so yeah we're both very hopeful that's what keeps us going right <laughs> the end result and enjoying it along the way too yeah and it's the outlook i, I think um e, i can never say her name properly elana elana benzant she's a life coach therapist she's on, she has a television show and and she just you know helps people through their, their life issues. And, and when she was, um, she was talking about the outlook on the future and being hopeful, she had four steps. She's like, imagine the way you'd like your future to look. Mm -hmm. Number two, move through your fear and let go of the past. 
Number three, stop rehearsing your limitations. Oh, that's a great one. Mm. You might have seen that on a posting that I, I did on Instagram. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, stop rehearsing your limitations. That one hit me between the eyes. Yeah. And number four, live well today. Mm. Today. Today. Right. Don't wait for somebody to pass, uh, you know, a family friend or, you know, or mm. don't wait for someone in your family to pass or a close friend to move away or life to you know take another turn but the thing is to live in the moment today and I I love what you keep repeating is the I don't want to regret I don't want to regret based on inaction exactly and and I'm so guilty of the here now thing because I'm always being the goal goal oriented person you're always looking ahead and you put a lot of pressure on yourself Mm. It's a lot of pressure to meet those goals and just to feel like you're not doing enough. And so you're always looking to the next thing. Mm. And I always have to stop and be like, okay, you're not, you're not going to get this day back. You know, those moments where um, you're just going to wish you had them again, mm-hmm. the alone time we have, or just those moments, whatever it may be. So I, I, I love that point of just the here and now right. and making the most of it. Right. Why don't we end on on this question? What do you most wish you both could do in the future to make an impact on the world for Christ? That is the um, that is what keeps us going. That that hope is that our creative endeavors, since we're both creatives, he's a visionary, and we both want to use that talent to um, just have a platform. Of where we can shine for the Lord. It's cliche as that sounds. Just something that God's given us that we love to do. We're storytellers. We're, mm-hmm. we're visionaries. We're creatives. We um, we like to put things in, you know, whether it's in a painting or a film mm-hmm. or a book, um, just to bring glory to God. And and so I would say, just building a, a creative platform that would most impact. What you know, whatever capacity it is, whatever I don't know path it ends up taking, it's just mm-hmm. to have to have that our creative creative platform. I guess it's the best way to put it. I love that. The impact. So I love that. We we're hoping that's going to be the end result of this. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the hope. And right. um, so yeah, using our creative talents. So. Looking at melindadenison.com, and that's M-E-L-I-N-D-A-D-E-N-I-S-O-N.com. Can you update us uh, on this new website? Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to get it all out there. This is the first time I've had a website with um, my art. So I'm excited about a new stationary line that, um, that I'll be launching soon, and um, it's all handmade and from the heart. So I'm excited to, to launch it and just to be able to not cut. So I love what you've done with your website. It used to be more photography. And now I see that you're selling art on there, which is so exciting that you are making this available to the public. Um, Tell me a little bit about that website and how you've created this store. Yeah, um, 
I'm excited um, to finally have the site where I can um, put up my new series. Um, right now, I have a series of paintings, but um, soon I'll be launching a stationary line that I've been working on. And some of it will have scripture. Um, some of it will have different greetings. And then I'm excited, too, to have some that will be personalized for anyone that um, wants their name or someone else they know and, uh, and has hand lettering. Sign me up for that personal stationery. <laughs> I will. I'm excited to launch that. So that's in the works right now, and that'll be out soon. All right, folks. That is melindadenison.com, M-E-L-I-N-D-A-D-E-N-I-S-O-N.com. Please go visit her website and, and support her through that. So, well, I have just loved this time with you. I've loved it. I was so looking forward to talking to you and, and going over these questions. And even as long, I've known you for four years and I've learned stuff today. So awesome. this, this was really fun. So thank you. You um, were the first one that agreed to do this. And so thank you for being the guinea pig. <laughs> Well, I'm grateful for all that you've poured into me these last four years. It always is surprising. It's like, it's only been four years. Like, right. I have known you longer. So from that first time where we met at Catalyst, and I think I just pelted you with questions. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this, this lady is awesome. <laughs> I think I claimed you as my older sister that day. <laughs> yeah, and you're my younger sister. You're so sisters for life. I'm very grateful. So thank you. Thank you. Want some more insight on how to strengthen your marriage? You can find new blogs posted every week and a new live monthly webinar. Just go to intentionalmarriages.net. That's intentionalmarriages with an S dot net, N-E-T. Thank you and stay intentional.